Hey there, and welcome to the Podcast Launch Strategy Limited Series. You're in the right place if you're an online coach or service provider and want to learn how you can leverage a podcast to sign more high-ticket clients and attract premium speaking opportunities. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, Podcast Launch Strategist and founder of Too Busy to Podcast, a podcast launch company serving impact-driven women entrepreneurs and coaches. Now let's dive into another episode of this limited series podcast. Does the thought of selling on your podcast make you feel icky or make you feel any sort of way? If so, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you three strategies that you can use to sell effectively in your podcast content. Now, I'm going to start this episode by saying that if you want to replace the word sell with promote, So rather than selling your offer, you're promoting your offer. I can roll with that. But deep down, I want you to acknowledge and understand that in order to convert your podcast listeners into your paid programs, there is going to be an element of selling. There is just no two ways about it. It might be that you have heard the message because I've certainly heard it before and it's held me back about how your podcast isn't a place to sell. It's a place where you educate your audience and then you sell them to, you send them to your email list and that's where you sell. And that advice Oh, riles me up no end because it's just nonsense. I don't even know who's teaching that because it's simply not true. The way I see it is if you follow the strategies in this limited series podcast and you get really clear about your podcast niche, you get really clear on who it is you're speaking to, your podcast brand is popping, you've created compelling, engaging content, you've followed the episode structure that I have shared with you, then your ideal listeners, your podcast listeners, will be hanging off your every word. And so if you then decide to send them to your email list, in my opinion, you are breaking that chain. So say you've created a fantastic episode and rather than use a call to action where you're inviting them to book a call with you or to send you a Voxer to chat through next steps, what if instead you send them to your email list? You're like, I have the perfect free resource that's going to help you do X, Y, Z. The link is in the show notes to sign up for this free resource. You are breaking that chain. You've broken that. They could have been ready to buy, but rather than you tell them how they can buy, you are then send them to an email list. They now have to go and put their name and email. They probably then have to go through that authentication thing, that ConvertKit, if you're with ConvertKit, that a lot of these email marketing platforms do. You then have to hope that you know, they remember to check their emails and then you're going to have to spend the next few weeks, months nurturing them in your email. 
why? <laughs> like, why would you do that when you had potentially hooked them from your podcast episode and maybe they're ready to go or maybe it's the next episode that takes them over the line? But I don't believe in this advice, bad advice that people share around your podcast is where you educate your audience and then you send them to an email list and sell to them there. So if you've heard this advice, please get it out of your head because it is absolute nonsense. You can use your podcast to attract your ideal client. You can use your podcast to nurture your ideal client and can you can use your podcast to convert your ideal client. It's just the right strategy and intentions. So now that we have got that out of the way, (laughs) right? Let me share with you some strategies that you can use to effectively sell in your podcast content. Number one is the storytelling approach. So as the name would indicate, this is where you use stories weave in stories throughout your podcast content. Now, there are some episodes where I've done this. DM me and let me know if you know which ones those are. Let me know if you've been paying attention. But this really is when you share a personal story or maybe a way that you helped a client with something as it directly relates to your podcast episode. But it's really sharing that story to allow your ideal client slash listener to see themselves as the, I don't want to say hero, but as the person in that story and they can see how you can help them as part of that episode. So one thing that I have started doing, because as I've talked about before, I have a terrible memory But when things come up with my clients, or maybe I have a conversation in the DMs with someone, whatever a sort of inspiration for content is, I've started jotting down those stories in um, a, a notebook. So I highly recommend that you do the same. Um, definitely keep it with your content calendar or maybe in your project management tool. You could create like a new card or a new list, depending on what project management tool you're using. But you could always pull from those stories because I've always for the longest time struggled to see the possibility of stories all around me. I'm now in a different place where I believe that, but I'm not always able to remember said stories, right? Um, And so especially when I'm working with a client in that moment, and we are both kind of swept away with her launch later on when I am recording an episode, it's sometimes hard for me to remember every intricate detail of what happened. So in that moment, while it's still fresh, I will note it down in my notebook. And where appropriate, depending when, you know, in that sort of phase one, that prep phase where I'm prepping for an episode, I relate back to that stories bank, we can call it, Um, and see if there's any stories that are applicable to the episode that I am preparing to record. So stories are great. They're a great way for you to be able to connect with your audience. 
approach. Strategy number two is what I call the ad approach. Now, when I talk about ads, this isn't sponsors ads because, you know, that is not my forte. That's not what I'm all about. I'm all about you selling your own stuff, not someone else's stuff for peanuts, <laughs> right? But that's, that's a whole different episode. But when I talk about ads, this is when you record a 30, 45 second ad about whether it's your masterclass, whether it's your book launch, whether it's a new program that you're launching. If you have an evergreen offer, it might be for that, but it's a very short ad that you can create and insert into your podcast episodes. Now, there are two different types of ads. They're baked in ads, which you include as part of your production process, or there's dynamic ads, which depending on what host you use, I use Captivate, and that's one of the top two that I recommend to my clients. But with Captivate, with a couple clicks of a button, you are able to add an ad to your entire episode library. And I do this with one of my management clients. So when she, we were mapping out her episodes for a launch a couple months ago. And so she created an ad for pre-launch, waitlist open, and then the public launch. So there were three different ads and you're probably listening and thinking, oh my goodness, that sounds like a lot of work. But the way that dynamic ads work, once she had recorded them, obviously I edited them, make sure they sounded good. And then I will go into her hosting platform, Captivate, and switch out those ads. And at the time of this launch, she probably had about 30, I think about 30 episodes. And so the beauty of this approach is that I am able to add that ad to either the beginning or middle of all 30 of her episodes, because you never know when a new podcast listener is going to find you. Oftentimes it is from your most recent episode, and then they're more likely to go back and listen to your back catalog. But it is possible, like say, for example, a new listener does a search on Google or your podcast apps, one of your older podcast episodes might come up. And if you don't have a dynamic ad and you're in the middle of the launch and they're like, for me, I've got over 120 episodes, right? And so if I wanted to promote a new program that I'm starting in January, I will create an ad and put it at the beginning of every one of those episodes. Because when I check my stats, people are listening to episodes that I created in 2021, in 2022, And so I could potentially be missing out if I just add a baked in ad to my most current episodes. So this is very much a direct selling approach, whereas the storytelling approach is more soft selling because you're doing it through stories, right? But it has to be done. So you could just create this one ad and then switch it out when your launch starts and ends simple as that. Or if you've got evergreen offer, you can keep it in. If you then decide to host a masterclass, you can do a host ad for that. I know of some hosts who 
you know, they create ads for their affiliates. So that's how they market their affiliate products. Like you can go really ham (laughs) with this approach, but I recommend the dynamic ads approach as opposed to the baked in ads approach. And then we have number three, the client approach. We talked about this back in, I can't remember which episode it was now, when I talked about the different episode types and how sales episode types could be really crucial um, in helping your audience see how you could help them, but in someone else's words from someone else's perspective. So you remember that I talked about inviting past clients onto your podcast um, for like a 20, 30 minute podcast interview where you ask some really strategic questions about where they were before they started working with you, the results that they got and how you help them to move from problem to transformation. Now, this is the bee's knees. On my main podcast, the Podcast to Amplify show, I've done about two or three of these and I've got another two planned for December, January. But these are a great way to sell without selling because your client is doing it all for you, right? The key here though, is to pick your best clients. Not saying that we should have favorites, but the reality is that there are clients who get better results than others. And there are clients who want to shout and scream about those results more than others. Those are the clients that you want to interview on your podcast because they will be happy to share their experience. They're going to be super excited, super stoked, and your listeners are going to pick up from that excitement and want a piece of the pie for themselves. So the client approach is a really, really good way to sell without selling. But as I said back in that episode, we don't want to have too many sort of sales type episodes. We really want to think about doing these once a quarter because we don't want, we don't want our audience to feel like they're constantly being sold to. I think there is a level of expectancy, especially in 2023, that you are going to be sold to in a podcast. Like it's not like shock horror. Things have changed from a few years ago. But that doesn't mean that our people, our audience want to be bombarded. They don't. They listen to podcasts to be educated or to be entertained. So we want to give them what they want and show them what they need to get the transformation that they were looking for in their life or in their business. Now, before I wrap up this episode, there is one thing that I want to mention because this is a step that I have to remind my own clients about when you are selling on your podcast, you need to have a way to track your results, right? So how are you going to know how many clients came from your podcast next month? A lot of people miss this step, especially when I follow up with clients after launch and they're like, oh, I don't know, (laughs) right? So the quickest way to do this is if you have an intake form or an application form for your programs, for your offers, just add a quick question around, where did you find me? A lot of people have this on their forms already. If you do, 
add an option for podcast, the name of your podcast, right? So for me, I would put the podcast to amplify show. Some of my other options would be, um, guests, a podcast guest on another show. Um, I also now add this podcast in my intake form just so I can track where my clients are coming from. So really think about that. Another really clever way of tracking this is using tracking engagement tools. So stuff like um, trackable links. I think, is it Bitly that does it? I use Pretty Links. That tells me how many people have clicked. In Captivate, there is a feature that allows you to use trackable links and it will tell you how many people clicked and how many people converted and all that kind of stuff. But you want to make sure that you can actually measure the return on investment on your podcast sales efforts, right? Because otherwise, how are you going to know? Um, Six months down the line, you might be thinking that you've not converted anyone from your podcast, but actually that's where they've all come from. And that's another point. You could ask them. So when they first reach out or when you first start working together, just casually ask them, where did you first hear about me? But I find it easier to just have that in a form so that in the conversation, we can focus more on how I can support and serve them. Okay. So those are the three strategies for selling effectively in your podcast content, the storytelling approach, the ad approach, the client or past client approach. Now your action step for this episode is to think about which one of these strategies feels good to you, which one that you would like to adopt starting out, you might want to, or you might lean more towards the story selling approach because that feels more like soft selling. Um, you might want to use the ads approach when you are launching something new. Um, and as we've talked about, the client approach is more on a one per quarter basis. You can definitely use one and two and three all together, but I want you to start out with the one that you feel most comfortable doing. Um, and so if it is the storytelling approach, I want you to go ahead and start mapping out some of the stories for the episode ideas that you created a couple of episodes ago. If it's you're going down the ad approach, start jotting down your what you're going to say in your ad. Now for your ad, it's really, really important that you just give them the specifics. You don't need to go into the price. You know, yeah, it's only 30, 40 seconds that you've got to play with. So tell them what it's about, tell them what the benefits are to them. If it's a new program, like when are you starting, how many spots are available, and then send them to the link in the show notes to get more information. And then as I've talked about in episode 12 or 11, I can't remember which one, think about who of your past clients you can invite on the podcast for a case study type interview. That's probably going to, that should have probably been the name, the case study approach, but never mind. (laughs) All right. So I'll leave you there. As always, you've got the resources in your workbook to help you. Um, And if you have any specific questions about this episode, if there's any blocks, if there's anything that you wanted to chat through, feel free to book a 20 minute clarity call with me and we will work through them together. 
And if it's a good fit, maybe we can also chat about how I can support you with your launch. Whatever feels good to you, I'm here to support you a thousand percent. All right, that's it for this episode and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Podcast Launch Strategy Limited series. Before you go, can I ask you a cheeky favor? If you took away something valuable from this episode, can you share it on Instagram? Just take a screenshot of the episode on your phone, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at too busy to podcast. I'll be sure to reshare it and shout you out on my stories too. The more we share, the more we can get this podcast into the ears of more online coaches and service providers just like you who want to leverage the power of podcasting for their business. Until next time.